really are able to give an example of the Lord of the Any of you seen the Lord of the Rings? I haven't seen it. Saruman makes these orcs. They come out of the ground evil. Evil. Aragon, all the heroes in the movie, slaughter them like they were, you know, <laughs> insects. Slaughter. And every time an orc gets killed, what are you doing? Why? Because those orcs really are evil. They are evil. There's your problem. You don't think men are. Men really are evil. Men really deserve hell. They really do. But God loved the world. Amen. Isn't that the good part of the story that we should say? For God so loved the world in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. No, I didn't jam Romans or uh, John 3.16 and Romans 5.8 together. I'm showing you God demonstrated his love in which way he sent his son to die. And all who would believe, they get everlasting life. And God loved us in that while we were yet sinners, while we were these orcs or whatever. God loved us. That's the true story of salvation. Not the depravity of man, but the love of God that can reach past that depravity and give people a way out. Hey guys, welcome back to Bible Line. I'm Pastor Jesse Martinez, your host. This is part two of the Pastor React series to Paul Washer and the Doctrine of Election. Enjoy. Because men are that evil. See your problem. See what you need to realize is this. If God right now were to throw open the door of hell and say everyone who wants out of hell, the only thing you have to do is bow your knee to me and recognize my lordship, they'll slam the door and stay in hell. Not true. Not true. <laughs> Sorry, I got really animated there. But we know what those in hell are saying. We don't have to sit in a washer world and say, oh, well, yeah, I guess so. Um, they would never want to come out. And by the way, he says, all those who bend their knee and recognize his lordship, that's revealing what he thinks brings about eternal life. An elect person will submit to Jesus as Lord, which, you know, 14 years ago, lordship salvation was very prominent. It's a little dulled down today because it's hidden in Calvinism, but that's not what brings about eternal life. Let's, let's make it more big, biblically accurate. If God opened up the door to hell and said, all who will believe on my son, I'm going to let you out. People would slam the door and say, no, we want to stay in here. We know from the rich man and Lazarus, I believe this is a, 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 a holy historical account. And he cried, verse, uh, Luke chapter 16 and verse 24. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the, tick, the, the, the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am tormented in this flame. Abraham said, Son, remember that in thou that thou in thy lifetime receivest good things and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted and thou art tormented. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a, a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Verse 27, Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. He understands that he cannot get out of this place because he did not do what Lazarus did, which was evidently believe on the Messiah. This rich man trusted in his riches to get him to heaven or to make him in good standing with God. But now, having understood the finality of his condition, he now 
wants to make sure those who are alive on the other side, they're living life, they have an opportunity to believe. He wants to make sure they what? Believe. Note, the rich man is not going, I'm staying here. I hate God that much. He loves his family so much that he wants Lazarus, listen, to come back from the dead. They'll believe someone who rose from the dead. I got chills right now. Man, because that's exactly what Jesus did, folks. It's exactly what he did. And Lazarus, even if he did come back from the dead, he couldn't bring eternal life. Abraham said unto him, they have Moses and the prophets. They have the word of God. Let them hear them. The rich man said, nay, father Abraham, but if one unto them, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. They will change their mind. 16. And he said unto him, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. That's the depravity of man. He sees the life raft. He sees the way and he chooses to deny it. (laughs) So in Washer's illustration, it's not biblical. We know what those in hell want. Those who are in torment right now. They want to make sure no one else goes there with them. See, what you don't realize, because of the humanistic Christianity in America, you don't realize men are really evil. Yeah, we do realize men are really evil. Men take guns and shoot kindergartners. Men rape children and murder one another. I think we understand the depravity of evil. They really are evil. I'll give you an example. Any of you seen The Lord of the Rings? I haven't seen it. Saruman makes these orcs. They come out of the ground evil. Evil. Aragon, all the heroes in the movie, slaughter them like they were, you know, <laughs> insects. Slaughter. And every time an orc gets killed, what are you doing? You go, yeah. Why? Because those orcs really are evil. They are evil. There's your problem. You don't think men are. Men really are evil. Men really deserve hell. They really do. But God loved the world. Amen. Isn't that the good part of the story that we should say? For God so loved the world in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. No, I didn't jam Romans or uh, John 3.16 and Romans 5.8 together. I'm showing you God demonstrated his love in which way he sent his son to die. And all who would believe, they get everlasting life. And God loved us in that while we were yet sinners, while we were these orcs or whatever. God loved us. That's the true story of salvation. Not the depravity of man, but the love of God that can reach past that depravity and give people a way out. And note, he says, I know men are evil. Washer says, no, you don't. And he uses a movie. Which, I don't know, is just weird to me. <laughs> It says, you know, we talk about the doctrine of inability, that men cannot come to God. If men cannot come to God, then why is the Holy Spirit drawing on men? Why is the Holy Spirit convicting people of sin, righteousness, and judgment if they never can? 
Jesus said that. Alright, men cannot come to God. Now, if you say, well, if men can't come to God, then how can God judge them? That's like judging a blind man because he can't read. If men can't come to God, then man's not a, it's not a culprit, he's a victim. But here's a check to understand. Men cannot come to God because they will not come to God. And they Okay, man cannot come to God because they will not come to God. Therefore, God chose them before the foundation of the world to spend an eternity in hell. I don't know how to square this for you, and I, I don't want to make an assessment of character here, but I, I'm noticing after that kid is asking questions that are piercing through the junk, Washer starts fumbling. I'm watching this, and I'm going... I don't understand where he's going with that. Man cannot come to God on his own merit. He's not going to come to God on his own merit. That's why God moved first and made salvation available freely to all those who believe. They'll not come to God because they hate him, George, and therefore they're responsible. Men are evil. God is good. So men hate God. They hate his law. They hate everything about it. Okay. It says of Joseph's brothers, they could not speak to him peaceably. Now they spoke Aramaic. Why couldn't they speak? They could not speak to him peaceably because they hated him. All right. That's why no man will ever come to God. Okay. But later, what happened later with Joseph's brothers? Joseph offered him forgiveness and they accepted it. That's why Joseph is a type of Christ. When, from age zero to 11, I was opposed to God because I was a sinner. The wrath of God abided upon me. When I was 12, I saw God's offer of salvation in his son, Jesus Christ. I saw God's love demonstrated through Jesus shedding his blood, dying on that cross and rising again. And I believed on Jesus to pay for my sin. From that moment, I'm 33 at the time of this recording. From 12 to 33, I'm now a child of God. And 33 into infinity, I'll be a child of God. Don't forget, if you're new here to Bible Line, to hit that subscribe button and the notification bell. Make sure you set it to all so whenever we post anything, you get an alert. Also, make sure to like, comment, and share this video. That helps get the video out to new people that have not discovered the channel. And also, we appreciate all the feedback and discussion in the comment section, it's good. If you have a question or a video that you would like me to answer or react to, send us an email, questions at BibleLineMinistries.org, right here on the screen, and we'll do our best to get you a written response and make a video in response as well. Let's get back to today's react. Yes, I am inherently wicked and I am inherently evil, and I'm a sinner. I have a flesh nature, but I have a promise from God that if I believe on his son, that one day I'm going to see him as he is, and I'm going to be like him. There's going to be a day where I am totally unable, unable to sin. That's my glorification through the son. In his situation, man will never change Therefore, God's going to send them to hell. No, God send them, sends them to hell because they deny the son of their own choice. 
So if those men can choose to deny, then men can choose to, b to believe. God. If God comes down and says, all right, everybody make your choice, no one's coming to God. Why? They hate him. And that's why they're judged for their moral, their inability, because their inability is moral. They really hate God. So you've got a whole human race. Every one of them is fallen. Every one of them hates God. God comes down and says, who wants to be saved? Everybody blasphemes the name of God and walks into hell and slams the door. That's not what the offer was, though. Again, we're in a washerism, and it's not congruent with reality. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That's the offer of salvation. <laughs> Not some generic, hey, who's coming along with me? That's what you want. Because men really are evil. And if out of that God says, but for my own glory, I am going to redeem the people and give them to my son. By my own choice, by my own sovereign election. He's done wrong to know. Well, these are the guys I would agree with. And now, how does he save them? Here's a question. Are you spiritually dead prior to conversion? Well, then how do you come to Christ? By faith. By exercising the ability to choose. If you're spiritually blind, how do you see him? The gospel opens your eyes to the truth. He draws me into That young man gives the right answer. He draws me. Now, I think this is where the translation kind of falls apart a little bit. But he draws me by what? The Holy Spirit working to bring people to the point of conviction. You need a Savior, and that's through the gospel message. When a man preaches the gospel, the Holy Spirit is in agreement with that person so that the recipient can get saved. And does the Holy Spirit strong arm that, that recipient's ability to believe? No, he makes a strong case. And that man is responsible to either believe or reject. But Washer says... You're, you're, a dead man. you're a dead man. There's no way. Then why would there even be an offer? Why would God say to Israel, come now, let us reason together? If they can't reason, why give them the choice to obey or disobey? If they are only going to disobey. If some of it has to do with you, you're a dead man. If God calls your name, you hate him. You're not going to come. You're going to run farther away from him. That is why in all, listen very carefully, in all the Christian confessions, the old Christian confessions. Notice, it's the Christian confessions. In the Reformation, early Baptist confessions, you have been raised on this. If you believe in Jesus, you'll be born again. That's one of the rare times in this whole exchange he quotes scripture. I don't think he's intentionally quoting it, but that's what the Bible says. Where does it say that? John chapter 1. So if you believe in Jesus, you can be born again. That's what he says you've been taught incorrectly. John 1.12, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. The him, his name there, is Jesus. Jesus says to Nicodemus, John chapter 3 and verse 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And then he makes a statement in John chapter, in verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Washer says, All the early Baptist confessions say you must be born again in order to believe in Jesus. That's the difference. 
Because if I tell a dead man, look. So you see how he reversed that? The born again happens first. You have to be given the gift of faith in order to believe first. You need to memorize this uh, like you know your social security number. Ephesians 1.13, in whom you also trusted after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, that's what you heard or you read, in whom also after you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. The sealing of the Holy Spirit, the born again, happens after belief. He flips it because the Baptist confession said so. Look, you're dead, but there's a hospital over here. We put some electrodes on you, so get up and follow me over to the hospital. That's nonsensical. He's dead. If he can get up, he doesn't need to go to the hospital. So when Jesus looked at Lazarus and said, Lazarus, come forth, there's a problem. Lazarus is dead. Why does he hear the command? The command not only must be given, the moment the command is given, Lazarus must be resurrected to be able to even hear the command and respond. Again, basing it off the fact that man can't choose, God has to choose him. That's why you probably heard the gospel for many, many years. And you're sitting there, you didn't care, no big deal, maybe you made a bunch of faith, nothing. And then one day, the gospel's preached, and you're like, Blinders taken off, and not only that, you want it. Because some people say, well, what God does is he draws us over to a certain point and gives us a choice. There's only problem. If God only illuminates the mind of the sinner, then the more the sinner sees God, the more he's going to hate him. You have to be able to see through this, folks. These are illustrations that are not based on Scripture. The whole gospel message has been given already. God has already given people the ability to respond or not because they're created in his own image. The problem is men make a choice because they love their sin. That does not automatically mean that all men cannot make a decision. They can. So he not only illuminates the mind, he changes the heart with a new heart for the first time you look at Jesus and you say, I love him, I'm irresistibly drawn to him, I want yeah, that just doesn't make much sense to me that like there has to be multiple conversion attempts and then God sparks your ability to believe. Were you early? Were you premature to God's choosing? So that's it. That's that video. I know this was a really long react. Um, I appreciate you sticking around. If you have questions about this, I think I've pretty much said everything. I'm sure I, I could say much more, but this is what I'm seeing in the moment here, and, and I've reviewed this video several times, but the main thing I want you to see from this is let the scripture speak for itself, not fake scenarios and circumstances. You got a question, send it to us, questions at BibleLineMinistries.org. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and the notification bell, so every time that we go live, you get a notification. Until next time, keep looking up. Jesus Christ is coming soon. God bless you. If you enjoyed today's episode of Bible Line, make sure to subscribe to the channel and share this video with a friend. Do you have a Bible question? Send us an email, questions at BibleLineMinistries.org, and we'll do our best to get you an answer. Or you can leave your question in the comments of this video. Be sure to check the links in the description for more clear Bible teaching. Bible Line is a ministry of Calvary Community Church located in Tampa, Florida.